My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. Hello, everybody. I'm Naomi. And I'm Nina. And welcome to our third episode, doesn't time fly, of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. Hurrah! It's so nice to be back. How quickly does the week fly? I know. So nuts. It's actually like homework now to watch Real Housewives. I know, but it's like the best homework ever because homework you've got all those horrible associations but this homework I look forward to yeah this is fun this that is that hey homework. you subscription is now tax deductible and I'm all over that absolutely living the dream so what have you been up to this week apart from doing this um I'm in Devon at the moment with a friend you're in Devon yeah. Every time I speak to you, you're you're somewhere else other than your official abode. Are you a drug runner? Are you on no, the run? No. And I'm I'm not running emotionally from anything in my life either, as far as I'm aware. Okay. But yeah, I do need to calm down and go home. That's the point. Are you having fun in Devon? I am. It's raining, but Devon's beautiful even in the rain. So that's all good. You you look fabulous. You're wearing what I could describe as is it a leopard print cardigan yeah yeah i feel like you're moving into middle age that's what we're like i don't want to age shame you but that is the uniform of the middle-aged woman it is isn't it i'm just i'm i'm prepping myself i'm getting ready yeah yeah just one bit at a time soon it'll be i'm at the gates yeah yeah (laughs) i've even got leopard print underwear now not oh that's too far nina (laughs) is it though this is not a magic mic show. <laughs> I've had, um, yeah, I've just been gigging. I had four days at home, opposite to you. I've been living in direct opposition. I never get four days at home. It was absolutely incredible. That sounds Nesting. so nice. Yeah. Yeah, because with this job, we are away a lot, aren't we? We really are. And so not in glamorous places. No, unlike the Real Housewives, just places like Wigan and where was Lute, it this Luton. week? Luton. Luton. I was in Bristol though. That's quite beautiful. I'm, isn't there, it? I'm gigging in Bristol on Saturday. Are you? So I'll think of you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think I've left anything behind. Although I did leave a neck pillow in the Central Travel Lodge, um, and I ca- I'm a bit lost without it. So if you could go in and pick it up, I'd be grateful if i end up having a drink and feel generous that might happen (laughs) but it seems unlikely (laughs) thanks naomi i'm a little bit like sutton i've got a list of things that i have to take with me a neck pillow a cold pillow oh do you have a cold pillow i have a cold pillow because you know i never know what temperature my body's going to be from one minute to the next 
Yeah. And a neck pillow because I have a frozen shoulder. Oh, this do you? A, this is a terrible look into your future in 10 years' time, it's, Naomi. It's, un, it's unnerving. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit that. Yeah. So, and I just leave them wherever I go, like a sort of um, criminal's calling card. <laughs> I slept dead, here in discomfort. Yeah, if anyone's found dead next to a cold pillow, you know it was me. So, what a week. We've it's gone been. down a really dark alley there. I know. What a week it's been in the Bravoverse. Well, I mean, so much to cover, so much to cover. So much um, to cover. We've had puns. Um, you know, I always want to say Pontamac, Potomac. You call started. it whatever makes you happy because I don't Thank think you. it matters. <laughs> Potomac has started. Now, you know, I've never seen Potomac, so I might oh. need you to give me like a, a basic idiot's guide. I can give you a little tour around the lives and wives of Potomac. We'll I would enjoy that. that. Yeah, I would enjoy We've that. Miami, that's, they just don't hold back, do they? Oh, Miami. Oh, Larsa. Oh, Lord. Larsa, Larsa, Larsa. She was a very naughty girl. She was a and very naughty also- girl. I actually, I actually went slack jawed at her behaviour this week. Me too. I had to text you, didn't I? I couldn't. You did. What she was up to, and we will cover that. She's on the naughty step. She is. She's absolutely. She's in a timeout. Salt Lake City. I had two episodes to catch up on of Salt Lake City. One of the best arguments I have seen. In it was good. It was. Good, it was good. Will you please stop talking to me? Amazing. Not you, Naomi. Oh, no, I'll always be talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. But let's start with Beverly Hills. Let's get into let's it. Let's start with Beverly Hills. So I thought it was interesting when um, Mo, Marisha and, and PK met up and Carl was clearly quite nervous about that, wasn't she? Carl was super What nervous did you say? And- what happened? What did you say? I know, and can you give me the girls' version, which is um, codified language? So can you bitch, please? Yeah, I don't want. I don't want the surface. Yeah, Come, I don't want to know what you had to eat. I want to know what he said about us. Yes, and what you told him, and what I now need to qualify to read. Absolutely, that. Also, um, can I can I just say I called it first? Did you see the state of uh, PK's red wine mustache? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fantastic. Bless his little heart. I think he, he only wipes like, his face when she's at home. I don't, I don't think any of that had made it to his actual mouth, had it? No, nope. bless him. He's, he's, he's just, he can't be taken out in public. At least he doesn't have a beard. I feel like if he had a proper beard, there'd just be like egg in it, you know? Yeah. Horrendous. Do you think this is, again going off on some wild theories. <laughs> I just feel like PK and Dorit, I just don't know whether I trust them. I just wonder how much tea they are trying to extract. I think so. I think they're trying to distract from their own marital problems because Dorit's being very pushy to Kyle about sharing. Incredibly. I think exactly the same, Naomi. Incredibly pushy to Kyle. He's off taking him out for tea 
I just wonder, are they selling this to TMZ? Is something going on behind the scenes? Because I always think they're maybe having a few money troubles. But I just wonder what's going on behind the scenes. It's just something about it. They're definitely trying to put a spotlight on Carla Mauricio. So there's not a spotlight on themselves, I think. We've seen Erica do it before. And do you think that's the motivation? It's a narrative that they're trying to build. I think it's a distraction narrative so no one looks at them. Because apparently all is not well. If there was some kind of financial thing, but like I do suffer from paranoia, so that might be, (laughs) I might have (laughs) taken it too far. But yeah, it's definitely something going on with that. So what happened after the, yeah, because we had a morning, didn't we? So it was like the night, it was the morning after the night before and everybody split off into couples. And then weirdly we saw Garcelle and Dorit go off in a a man, a sort of man-made gondola. That was very spooky, wasn't it? The world's most depressing gondola ride through a concrete shopping mall. It was, oh, you just wouldn't, would you? And that was that that equivalent of when a taxi driver talks to you and you're not in the mood, that guy just singing over the top of their obviously serious conversation. Mate, not now. Not now. Very awkward. You're singing your way out of a tip. girls? Yeah. No, no wasn't nice was it I mean I've just come back from Italy and it it's not the same experience it's not even in the same ballpark is it no it's it's it was tacky I didn't tacky, like it tacky 10 I thought yeah totally agree what what were they talking about she Garcelle was moaning about what had gone on at breakfast where she felt she hadn't been listened to to be fair I hadn't even listened to you either Garcelle yeah I mean I'd I'm not. I I wasn't listening to her when she was complaining about not being listened to. I kind of yeah. tune her out sometimes. I'm not I think I think she's a bit engaged. of a hypocrite, Garcelle. She likes to drop a bomb on other people, and mm-hmm. then just kind of walk away from it. But if anyone asks her something, she's like, "I don't know if I feel comfortable discussing that with you. Actually, it's very serious for me." And it's like, mm. and what we see towards the end of this episode is Garcelle slightly starting to pull away from her bestie, don't we? We do, definitely. She's got an issue. Yeah, Garcel, I'm wondering, is going to make herself a little bit of an island within the group, but let's see what happens with that. So they go on a gondola ride, and then we see Dorit and Kyle, they go for a a nice lunch in what is the not tacky bit of Las Vegas. It looks like quite a classy. It looks a bit better. Can I ask, why can't any of these women eat? Why can't any of these women eat? I mean, last week we saw Sutton with the fishbowl, which I'm still having nightmares over. <laughs> Did you see Dorit trying to pick apart a tuna melt with her witch's claws? <laughs> like, it was absolutely disgusting. Put the, Take no. the food, put a bite worth of it in your mouth and chew yeah. and swallow. They're so confused think- by food. They're like, oh, that's right. People eat, don't they? I'd better eat and make it look natural. You know what they should do is they should do like a housewife's finishing school where all of them (laughs) pre-episode all have to go to some country club where they teach them how to how to eat so they they can they can so they can eat on camera. We're just pitching all the tuna under her acrylic fingernails. Have you ever had acrylics? I haven't actually. I had acrylics no. once and it was like suffering from some sort of um, disability. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, because... You can't like, get anything it, done. It, you can't get anything done. It sort of numbs the end of your fingers. 
like not literally it feels like you've kind of got a numbness because you you you're working it like edward scissorhands at this point you yeah. can't you can't go to the toilet that could cause a, a trip to a and e you you've got to try and pull down your underwear it's it's a whole new world I just, I just, I but of course these women it doesn't matter if these women can't get anything done because they don't do anything so yeah of course so they might as well them. have pretty fingers yeah exactly because yeah I don't I, yeah absolutely you've hit the nail on the head why why not they can I feel like I woke up bitchy themselves. this morning I'm feeling quite judgmental towards the ladies I, I like it I haven't had I a shower yet that's why Naomi <laughs> nasty Naomi <laughs> <laughs> goes in on the fingernails oh my um, god we had erica dressed as crystal connors from showgirls have you seen showgirls yes what's a, going a, on with that a, a classic an iconic classic um erica and crystal as friends doesn't feel natural does it no and i don't think erica has friends she just has um pawns on a chessboard and so I think without she Rinna, she's aware that she needs some allies. Yeah, but you you really are struggling. It's like a girl at school who's run out of people to bully, who's been isolated, that's now making friends with the least popular girl in class. Yeah, she's going for the weak one that she thinks she can control, I think. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, I'm going to have to talk to her now. Her yeah. in the corner. Well, she'll sit with me. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. And once I get back in with the popular girls, she's going to be dumped. Yeah, I don't need to hear and about I, I, her pop star brother, but right now I have no one to sit with. So yeah, and now now it's like, oh, tell me about Justin Bieber from China. Go on, give it your best shot. So yeah, I've got I've got out of bed, bitchy as well. Which is not to say she is the unpopular girl, and there's nothing nice about Crystal, but. I think that I, might I be how Erica that. views her, though. Yeah, that's how exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's not how I view her. I think that's how Erica views her, because Erica is always thinking. Yes, every move is a chess move, isn't Erica. it? Absolutely. Um, so we had those two together. Also, they had to pair them up, didn't they? Yes, I think so. And and yeah. because that was how it was working production wise, and we've all been in that situation, haven't you? I mean, I went to drama school. God forbid. Did you? I don't know what, what your background. I did. Is. Yeah. yeah. Did you go to drama school? Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know exactly what I'm talking about when they mm -hmm. suddenly tell you, "Can you get into pairs?" Yeah. And and you don't work quick enough, and you go, "Oh fuck, not you." Yeah. <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> I'm We're going to just spend team. an hour doing teddy bear rolls now and call it art. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. So I've got to do the mirror exercise with that. Oh, mirror. the mirror exercise. Stop, i got PTSD. <laughs> I can't. Drama school's amazing though, isn't it? Like we had a bar on our campus and every time you went to the bar, there would be a girl with like eyeliner as lipstick crying. Yeah. And then there'd yeah. be like a, her best friend going, I've got it. She's fine. She's fine. And you'd be like, yeah. I don't care. I just want to drink. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama I, I, everywhere. <laughs> like, so good. Oh, it was so good. I, some of the stuff they asked us to do, because I had a proper working class chip on my shoulder. No surprise there to anyone. <laughs> and the stuff they used to, to ask us to do, I just used to look and go, yeah, we're getting a grant for this back in the days where you didn't have to pay. 
I yeah. feel like I'm getting paid for this. I'm getting paid. <laughs> so I'm like an absolute cock of myself. Oh. I refuse to do things. I, I remember I wouldn't do tap dancing. Did you do tap dancing? No, I didn't do tap dancing. I did oh, dance, we but we never we never got to tap. Dance. Yeah, we did we did um tap. We did uh what do they call it? The the modern one where you it's experimental. Yeah, modern. We did <laughs> yeah. It's not called modern. Yeah. You have to my menopausal brain. So yeah, I, I refused to buy tap shoes on the basis that it was too bourgeois. So I did it in my Doc Martens and I think I invented Stomp. That's amazing. <laughs> you should sue. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught I stomp. caught Viles disease at drama school, which is what the modern is day that? it's the modern day equivalent of the plague. Because I got bit no by a rat. <laughs> at drama school? Yeah, we had was to this, do... Was I'm trying to think what they called by it. any chance? No, no. I was... Because love we, it there. We had to, like, perform... I'm trying to think what we... Post-naturalism, I think, was the, you know, the oh course. Oh, my gosh. And we were setting... I was setting up a stage in a river. Yeah. And what they figured happened afterwards was a baby rat swam in my Wellington boot oh and bit me. God. And then, like, a day later, I had the worst cold. And I was like, oh, yeah. I've got a cold. And then the day after that, all the skin on my face started just, like, going bright red and peeling away. And someone said to me, have you been in the river? Or have you been near rats? Oh. And I was like, yeah, I've been in the river. And they were like, go straight to the doctor and say you've been around rats. And I had oh. leptospirosis, which can become that's, vast disease. That's exotic. Yeah. That's terrifying and exotic. And then I was telling this story to a girl who went to the same drama school as me, but was like two years younger. And I never met her at drama school. And I was, I was chatting to her years later and she went, Oh my God, you're rat girl. (laughs) So that was my legacy. Apparently never knew. There you go. That's it. That's a great nickname. I've never heard it. Poor old rat girl. I was called, ah, it's got, it's escaped me. Oh, come back to me. But Emily loved her. I was that fat cat. <laughs> Emily loved her. That's going to come to me. That's going to drive me mad. Um, so we've got detoured from not detoured, being... Detoured, yeah. Yeah, but nobody wanted to pair up with Rat Girl. No, nobody did. <laughs> God bless me. Who wants to do mirror mirror exercise with the one with leprosy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bagpuss, that's what it was. I was called Bagpuss. Oh, I kind of like that. And that's I cute. Cuddly, 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 sort of slightly floppy cat. Not in tap shoes. Um, so what happened next? So we Kyle had... wore her Kimosabi hat, which I find distressing every time she does. Six grand for that hat, and it looks like it was £2.50 from a party shop. It looked no different than the ones you see when people go on a sort of crappy night out in Blackpool. Yeah. I think the people at Kimasabi are just like pulling Carl's leg. They're like, oh, six grand, sure, we'll make you something really special. And then they go to the local party shop and go, she will never know, just send it to her. Just got out a glue glue gun and bejazzled her hat. Yeah. I could have done that for you, Kyle. Yeah. We're available, Kyle, whenever you need a fancy new hat. We are available. No shade. Um... I think with them as well, there is a fine line, isn't there? So I did a, for my wedding, 
I went for a sort of theme. It was back in the day, oh, loads of people did it as well. These pictures have not aged well, and it was only like 10 years ago. In my head, the theme was Bagpuss. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) And it's adorable. (laughs) I wish I had gone Bagpuss. It would have aged better. (laughs) So everyone went through the sort of vintage, sort of handmade, homemade face where it was like 1940s. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, this yeah. phase of wedding? Absolutely, yeah. Very labour intensive. Yes. Had to collect teacups and all your favours are homemade. Yeah. Oh, that so is not That is a well. lot of work. That is a lot of it work. It was a lot of work. It looked, it looked good on Pinterest. Exactly. Look, Pinterest is very, very, very deceptive. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, but. I put on the wedding invites like 1940s. You, you can't explain that to your granddad. Turns up, <laughs> think. <laughs> you know when you were Gestapo. scared in the war, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Turns up dressed as a Gestapo. <laughs> That's <bloody>. amazing. <laughs> it just, you just can't be careful with these themes, haven't you? You've got to be very precise. Because you've got to be very precise. What what you think's an aesthetic, they think is fancy bloody dress. Yeah. I'm one of those uh, people. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit extra. With a theme, the wedding, I will go a bit extra. The wedding photographs are all over the bloody place. <laughs> <laughs> so... And I think that the real housewives, they're on that spectrum all the time, aren't they? Absolutely. They go, yeah, we're going to go to a dive bar. It's going to be country and western. And you're just like, I'm oh going to wear a $6,000 hat with leather hot pants. And I'm in my yeah. 50s. <laughs> yeah. And it's like nobody else in that pub. Sorry if we're American listeners. That's what we call it over here. A bar. Uh, nobody else in that bar looks like them, do they? No, nobody else looks like them at all, wherever they, they look go. Utterly ridiculous, pouring out of that sprinter van like an aged hen party, shriveled like they've, <laughs> like they've been on a hen party for 40 years and they've yeah. forgot to go home. <laughs> forgot to get married. We missed the weddings. <laughs> we missed the weddings. We're just, we're on a permanent hen party. Oh, Never God. Going Their lives are a permanent hen party, though, aren't they? That is it. They've just they got drink, a- they bitch, and they go to themed events. They go to themed and, events. And apart- organised fun and activities, you know? Yeah, organised fun. So, the but the, the caveat to all that in this episode, and what they all kept going on about, is, well, Kyle's not fun anymore, is she? I found drinking. Some, some real sober shaming going on, particularly from Garcelle. How long is this yep. going to go on for? And then I missed the old Kyle. That re- that made me so sad because I also think Kyle is great fun. Kyle's the first yeah. one on the, on the mechanical bull. Carl's having whipped cream licked off her in front of an audience of (laughs) of baying hens. Like, she's, she's, I I would forget that she's not drinking when I watch it if they didn't keep bringing it up, you know? Yeah, you know what it is? I think, like, and I've been in this situation as well, like, you know, if you're, like, the fun one. Yeah. And I think you go out with a group and there's no other fun one. And they start to worry a bit, like... Am I going to have to be the fun one? If you're not showing yeah. up fun. 
if Carl's not going to do the splits, am I going to have to do the splits? Yeah, that's what they're all thinking. Because if you've ever been the clown of the group, and I don't know, I I assume Naomi, you have been the clown of the group. Yeah, yeah, always, or pretty much always. The group jester. I need a lot of attention. Yeah, (laughs) put it that way. (laughs) Weirdly, me too. Um, (laughs) If you don't. And um, what it allows as well, I think, if you're the clown of the group, is for the other people in the group to take the piss out of you. Yes. And, it, and, and, and that, you know, that comes with getting loads of attention. So you usually like, oh, okay, I'll be, I'll take that. If yeah. you, and that, that, people like that. People like that. It's like, oh, you'll take it. So yeah. I don't have to. And it's it's nice to hide behind it. So So if you stop doing that, and if you're not on form for an evening, I think it shakes people. I think you're absolutely right. And I also think another thing that goes hand in hand with sober people is it shines a mirror on people's own drinking. If you're 100%. all going out and getting pissed, yeah. then, you know, that's fine. That's what you're all doing. If somebody's sober in the room, and I've seen yeah. this happen with my sober friends. I didn't drink for seven months a couple of years ago, and I really noticed it then. People are kind yeah. of like unnerved by it because then it really shines a light on how much they're drinking and the difference yeah. between them drunk and you sober. So I think all those girls drink too much and Kyle not yeah. drinking makes them all feel a bit. And also because they're all trying to one up each other in this show, right? So it's like Kyle's mm-hmm. going to stay in control. Kyle uh-huh. would be sober and totally in control of herself and I'm getting a bit loose and sloppy. And when and it's not an even playing field because Kyle stays in control. What am I going to reveal? Exactly. And when they're all drunk and sloppy, that's even. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to reveal? And Kyle's going to listen. Yeah, but Kyle is that little bit sharper than the rest of them. And Kyle's very sharp anyway, isn't she, as a person? she's. Pretty, I mean, she's been doing she's, this a long time as well. She's got it down to a fine art, you know. And she, she grew up under the spotlight. She was a showbiz child. She's never she's never been normal in, in inverted commas, has she? No. And she's had a lot so, of family drama, and now she's got family drama in her in her own yeah. marriage and stuff. But and whether it's conscious or unconscious, Kyle knows this is the season that she is the natural focus of attention. This is her reckoning for her marriage and everything. Yeah, and, so she's decided. I, I just think it's really sad. She's obviously going through a lot. She's decided to not drink so she can maintain a bit of control and feel a bit better about herself. She's working out loads because that makes her feel better. And mm-hmm. nobody's really supporting it. Everyone's just kind of like, mm, she's manic. It's weird. When's it going to stop? I miss the old Kyle. And it's like, give her a break. <laughs> she's not doing, she could be doing drugs under her duvet. She's, she's taken the mature yeah. route to deal with her problems. You know, you're absolutely right about that. I'm trying to sort of see if there's one person in the group that is giving her any support and looking at it from the outside, there isn't really. So Dorit is being nosy. Yes, Dorit's trying to deflect from her marriage to Carl's marriage. That's my opinion. To what end, yeah. And there's nobody else in the group that's really offering her any support. So you can see why she's defensive. And her whole manner in this episode, I think, did come off as a little bit defensive. The only time we saw a, a little bit, of real Kyle was in the confessionals, I thought, where she started to talk about her marriage. That's really true, and it kind of makes me sad. That is yeah. the only time she's she's relaxed, really, isn't it? Yeah, because she did talk quite in-depth 
um, in an in-depth way about how people have been coming after a marriage for years and asking her, is, uh, has there been infidelity? What I thought really interesting about that, though, there still was no yes or no. No. There was not an outright denial. I think that's for the kids. I think they don't want to admit anything for the kids. Such a good point. I never even They've got four children and they want to keep it as amicable as possible. You know, she's managed to do that with her first husband, Farah's dad. So she wants to do that again with Mauricio if they're going to split up. Why That's you don't need to so trash true. the father of your children on national television? They have to pick the pick up the pieces for that. And there's like, Garcelle's so obsessed with protecting her children, she kind of doesn't let Kyle do the same. You know? Yeah, interesting. That's that's but you probably have it there because I just thought there's a sort of n- non denial denial kind of going on in a way because she kind of went, well, do do I look like the kind of woman that would allow? my partner to do that yeah but then didn't definitely. say he hadn't done that yeah because you just feel like she's utterly checked out from him yes she is like even at the end he was still talking on the phone she went by hung up and was like oh sorry hey she doesn't yeah. she's she's out yeah she's out and I was reading online that he can't watch these episodes he's really struggling that's sad. Yeah, because he says it's it's like watching the breakdown of his marriage and he he can't watch. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it is. Yeah. I think it is sad to watch because they are a family and we've seen them as a family for so many years. Yeah, and I thought that was the marriage that was, you know, wasn't going to suffer from the curse. You know, I thought they were going to get through that. It's 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 Ken and Lisa. Ken and Lisa are the only untouchables. Yeah. Well, the secret is to get a little dog and dress it up like your husband and make your husband (laughs) carry it, walking three steps behind you at all events. You will stay happily married. I'm just trying to now picture my dog in a fleece. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get a dog and put it in a a hoodie and give it a Call of Duty controller. Yeah. Yeah. Bless really cute. I, I imagine that would be really cute to be fair. Adorable. <laughs> absolutely. Ad- and absolutely and adorable. we'd be we'd be together forever because it's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. Let's just make the dogs cuter. Um so I mean that does that bring us to the end of the episode? No, it doesn't, because then what happened? Oh, I the- I what can we talk about Erica's anxiety at having nothing? when she moved into that really quite nice, chic little apartment with a pool in Los Angeles. The anxiety, I went to having nothing. It's like, is this when you were driving the brand new Range Rover? (laughs) Yeah, I know. So tone deaf to those victims. So disconnected. Not even to the, I mean, obviously to the victims, but also just to you and me and everybody watching. Yeah. Like you are the top 0.1% in terms of money in America. And even when you fell on, hard times you were the top one percent so shut up yeah it's expensive to be me that was a song wasn't it oh and now and 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 still erica it's expensive to be you yes it's still quite expensive to be me should be a new hit it's still it's still pricey to be me it's still still pricey to be me it ain't cheap to be me yeah She's just really 
I don't know how she watches herself back because in some ways she's so incisive, isn't she? Yes. Like when she was going, if um, Sutton rides a bull, like she rides a dick, you know, she's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> that was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. But, <laughs> but then she does that and you're just like, Erica, are we in the same room? No, clearly not. No. Can we just go back to that bull riding? What was oh, going on God. with the bull? I don't know. I've never know. seen a bull move like that. I thought I've, I've never I'm... seen a bull move like that. Like that was the weirdest mechanical bull I've ever seen. Was that bull coming? Well, it looks like it, and I think actually it says more about Kyle's sex life than Sutton's because Kyle was able to kind of work with that jerky, out of yeah. control, horny bull a lot yeah. better than Sutton yeah. was. And it, it doesn't with, say anything good about Mauricio, does it? That Kyle was no. comfortable on that bull. And she was like, oh, yeah, been here before. I know how to handle this. <laughs> I've got this. I've got this. Think, give me give me 25 seconds and it'll be over. Like, <laughs> Whereas Sutton was like, oh, no, no, no. This isn't. No, no, absolutely not. No, just not. get me off it. Absolutely yeah. not. Do not like, make this which, bull jerk. Which one do we respect more, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think we may have got to the the uh, root of uh, Kyle's marriage issues. <laughs> I think we may yeah. have solved it. Giddy Absolutely. up. Um, <laughs> right, oh, so, the dancers in the elevator. What a moment. It came do we from think God. Erica set this up? Do we think it came from God or do we think Erica set this up? I was thinking about this. I mean, it's hard to believe that she could have got that, Eric, that elevator to open at that exact moment. I don't know. They opened up like a, a bloody game show. Like, <laughs> let's have a look yeah. at what you could have won, you know? like Yeah, and the cameras to be there at the right time. I don't know. I, I think she said, I... come down now. Come down now and get off yeah. at this floor. I think that's yeah. what she did. And all that nonsense, like, oh, I'm so relaxed. I'm so cool. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. And then literally the rage came out, didn't yeah. it? And so you, she, you, to, she said you said the show was shitty. Sutton never said that. No. Suppressed rage. And this speaks to what we were saying about women when they can't openly express rage, they go to passive aggression. And it was a pure passive aggressive move, yeah, wasn't it? It was. Like, all it's is like, not well. Okay, so I've given up being angry for Christmas, for Lent, but this is what you're going to get. Yeah. If you I am me. still angry. I'm just not expressing it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is my warning now. Yeah. This is what you get if you cross me now. And I'm it's kind of that throwing a grenade and then sitting back and watching. Like she started all of that and then got in the sprinter van and said nothing. Mm. And Dorit and Sutton are going at it. Carl's getting involved. And Erica's just sitting back. I think that Sprinter van is, they must love it, the produce, producers, mustn't they? Because the Sprinter van is where everything happens. Yeah, it's like they forget they're still on camera. Yeah. It's it's like they're like, oh, we're in the van going to the next location. It's like, you're still being recorded, honeys. Like, we can hear everything. Don't relax. Don't relax. <laughs> and they should know that Jen Shah got, got arrested by the FBI in a Sprinter van. I mean, to Thanks. be honest, I, I'm starting to get anxious if I see a sprinter van on the streets. I'm kind of like, ah, what's going on in there? <laughs> ah. I'll never get in a big mini taxi van again. So it's too much estrogen in one vehicle. That's the problem. I know. 
And when Sutton said, so they had to go to Sutton, didn't they? And they all they all did gang up on her. And they I were think like, so. I think Sutton's very easy to gang up on because she reacts. Yeah, and didn't they say to her at one point, do, do you feel like you've been cornered when she was literally cornered? Yeah. And it was... as much as Sutton is easy to dislike, you've got a kind of feel for her at times like that. The reason I like Sutton, I think, is that like I don't think there's a huge amount of guard there. I think she's she's kind of messy. Yeah. She's she's not like, say, Kyle or Dorit or Erica, who I think are kind of choosing how much they give us. Oh, I think no Sutton game. isn't capable of that. I think she's actually just no. like, ah, I feel yeah, uncomfortable and we're all going to know about it, you know, like, and yeah, there's, this... there's something quite endearing about that, I think. And I bet that's what Andy Cohen loves about her, that she's mm -hmm. got absolutely no game whatsoever. So what you see is what you get. And, and it makes her volatile. Like, yeah. And I feel a bit like I've got to apologise to her because back when we started this, I was like, you know what? I don't know what Sutton's got to bring to this. And you were absolutely right at the time. You said, well, Sutton just brings her. And that's right. She's got great entertainment value. I the think the thing is that she's unpredictable. She's yeah. unpredictable. You don't know what she's going to say or do next. And that is, that's a classic great housewife move. Rinna was but the same. I think, but now I think Garcelle is, is in danger of putting herself back on the benches because Garcelle used to hold Erica to account. And if she's now making friends with Erica, where does that leave her? Yeah. I, did, I didn't think Garcelle came out of this episode well. She was, um, she was sober shaming Kyle, which is not a good look. She brought up infidelity. Uh, at the mm -hmm. card game and it's like that's mm -hmm. and Kyle is literally like, <sighs> like you can see her little ears go up and Each also why question. are they playing card games why can't they have a conversation if, like the producers are clearly like here's here's some aggravating questions yeah. for you to ask each yeah. other <laughs> like, yeah yeah totally there was one for Erica wasn't there there was one directed at Kyle there was so planted questions to sort yeah. of get the episode going or at something going because like we talked about last week it was like you feel like things haven't properly got going this series and I do wonder whether it's because Kyle was meant is meant to be the main narrative but because she's staying so fully in control of herself they're not kind of getting quite what they wanted from her yeah and, and I think they're all guarded I think they're all like it's almost yeah. like they're stars in their own right now, so they don't want to open up too much. They want a bit yeah. of privacy by this point. And, and there's rumours on the... why they're bringing back Denise? I think so. She'll stir some stuff up. Yeah. But I also... There's rumours, and they're just rumours at the moment, but there's rumours they're going to reboot Beverly Hills like they've rebooted New York. No way. Which would be very, very interesting. And because it does feel a bit like these women know how to play the game a bit too well now okay there's much so less vulnerability yeah there's much yeah. less vulnerability it's much too staged you know yeah when yeah. you need a card game for them to ask each other questions because they're not naturally un opening up to each other yeah, yeah it's a yeah, bit yeah. worrying i think no and i totally get that this series i'm sort of feeling that in little bits these little places where you just think no this is forced yeah Erica and Crystal going for lunch. That would never happen. It was just because, no. like you said, the other two had paired off. So yeah. off they went to do the mirror exercise, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's definitely something happening, and I do think that's probably why they're going to bring back Denise Richards to see if they I can think throw. so. 
Now, one scene that did feel a bit more classic was the last scene with Sutton and uh, Kyle at Sutton's house. I li- that felt I, messy. I like- yeah, I like that scene. Um, I, can't I counted. That- did you count? Ten times yeah, I yeah. counted. Ten, ten times ten, she said, name him. 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 I was like, stop saying name him. Jesus. That also felt like an acting exercise. It felt like... It felt like bad improv. (laughs) Like she couldn't think of a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was drunk, right? She was drunk in that scene. the intonation. Was she... (laughs) Name him. Name him. Name him. Name him. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Do you think she was drunk? She only I had think gone she, cocky. No, I think she'd had a cocky before Kyle arrived. She was she was a bit slurry at the door. I thought when she greeted Kyle. Oh yeah, and the eyes when she gave Avi the eyes. Poor Avi. I know he is not getting paid. Also, also, he's her property manager. Why is he making tea? I have a very. I don't know. I just. I really want him to have some like self-esteem counselling for RV. Like you're better than we, this. Yeah, I just think there's something else going on there that we just haven't uncovered yet. Maybe they're in love. <laughs> I I don't know if they're in love or it, we're going to end up in some weird world where there's some business dealings going on. Who knows? But it's a it very might be strange a dynamic. Thing again. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I would love to see Sutton in an orange jumpsuit. There's your reboot. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) We'd all watch that. Yeah, I would love that. So, um, yeah, let's see what happens next week. They didn't seem... What was the run-up for next week? There wasn't like... They didn't give us a a coming up, did they? They gave us a to-be-continued. There was no sort of big teaser for next week. I don't. I feel like I'm hoping Denise comes back next week because I feel like we need her. We need an injection yes. of something. We need an injection of something. Bring what back doesn't... the ragamuffin. Yes, we can't wait. I think we should wear ragamuffins. No, it, I kind of already am. <laughs> you're all a bit. You're already a bit ragamuffined up actually. Am, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll put mine up in um, honor of Denise Richards. When she returns, we will we will wear ragamuffins. I will muffins. also open an OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, go the whole hog. Yeah. So Real Housewives of Miami. Larsa. You're a. You know what? If you've not watched this, you really should, because you know when we were just talking about Beverly Hills being. Everybody's a bit too in control. N- not on Miami. There is no polish in Miami. Nobody is in control in Miami. It is a mess. It, it's an absolute car crash. I mean, they're trying <laughs> to keep themselves together, but they can't because they're too much who they are. They're very authentic. Yeah. And they're very Auth- messy. Authentically narcissistic. Yeah. I don't think there's a single one of them that I, that I wouldn't describe as a narcissist, actually. A, yeah, I think all of them are pretty... They're, they're cast full of different types of narcissism, I would say. I mean, 
Lars, and I love the editing on these shows. I love how Lars is like, she didn't tell me to not tell people. And it literally goes three hours late, uh, three hours earlier. Uh, of course, I'm not going to tell your story. Of course, I'll keep it in confidence. <laughs> like they, they don't let them get away with anything. It was horrendous. I mean, my jaw was dropped. So if you haven't been watching Real Housewives of Miami, Gertie told her family and a very small group of the cast that she sadly has breast cancer. Then she told Larsa because Larsa and her have been having some interpersonal difficulties and she made it super clear. She said, listen, I'm telling you, I've got breast cancer, but you mustn't tell anyone, like, have have I made that clear to you? And then it cuts to three hours later where she's holding a birthday party. No, no she's holding a no. welcome home party for party her boyfriend. Who's been away for five days. By the way, I'm going to have been in Devon for five days. If I get back on, on Monday tomorrow and my boyfriend hasn't thrown me a welcome home party, it's Chinatown. I'm going to be yes. annoyed. Exactly that. It's time to let him go. So so she's just holding a five-day... My boyfriend's been away for five days and just told everybody. I think she told the caterers. She told So she had her group of friends that aren't cast on the show, really. She told them... Yeah. Then the cast came in, she told them. Alexia yeah. came in a bit later, she told Alexia. And Absolutely outrageous behavior because it's about her. This, my friend told me she yeah. had cancer. That's what's happened to me today. Yeah. No and, empathy and, or consideration and, of Gertie at all. And talked about in, in, like you say, about her in, in the way that it made her a bit stressed. Yeah, that was hard work for her. It was hard work for her to hear about somebody else's cancer diagnosis. Have you got any friends like this? Not anymore, like, but oh, I did. No, no, but <laughs> I've, I've had acquaintances like this. Like, I, yeah. there's somebody in my life who, who I'm related to that's like this. Like, I'm not going to name them, but there's someone in my life, like, you cannot tell them anything without them making it about yeah. them. They would receive that information about, like that. Like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. Yeah. Everybody's got cancer. Yeah. It's really, really hard work for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really hard work for me. It just, oh, I was, I was angry. I was yeah. uh, like, I, w- I was affected by watching her do that. Also, I think as well, like if you, if something happens to you that causes you grief or stress or something, you, you're so out of control of so many factors. And what you are in control of is how you deal with it and how you tell people. And she's just mm-hmm. taken that from her. When she finds out, I'm just... Oh, I she's going to explode. She should explode. Because that's explode. appalling. And, and it's one of those things you can never get back, is it? Like, you yeah. can never get that back now. And I think it's gone. also that she was aware that Gertie was going to have a scene where she sat mm-hmm. down and told everybody in the cast that mm-hmm. she had breast cancer. And there was going to be a scene about Gertie's breast cancer and everyone was going to lift yep. her up and champion her. And she was like, mm, I'd rather have Taken. a scene where I tell everyone that <laughs> she yeah. has cancer yeah. and they can lift yeah. me up because I'm stressed about it, you know? It's, it has to be one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. Yeah. Incredible. Just Absolutely just... I've never um, quite seen anything like that on Housewives before. That's the most narcissistic. It's one of the most narcissistic things I think I've ever seen. Speaking of narcissism, and I would like to uh, just bring your attention to Naomi, to the behaviour of Julia this week. 
Can I uh, point out to you that I did say that Julia can be a little bit hard work. You absolutely did. And this opera she... thing is not about Martina, is it? Does Martina Navratilova strike you as someone who would enjoy having opera screeched at her in front of an audience? <laughs> Put me in mind of the, um, you know, everybody cross yourselves, Lady Diana, when she put on a show for Charles. Oh, Didn't God. she do something very similar? And I it think just makes so. a cringe. I think Lady Diana, God rest her soul, just, um, <laughs> did she do something like, she put on a ballet or some sort of performance for him at the Royal, at some big theatre in oh. London as a surprise birthday party for, but birthday surprise for him. And he was absolutely mortified because, oh, you know, it, it wasn't, done like it wasn't a high opera we also saw dorit do this dorit did this with boy george as well do you remember yeah yeah yeah. it's like yeah. the musicals or something and it's just like nobody wanted that nobody asked for it don't give a gift to somebody that nobody asked for and is about you yeah that's it's the thing it's not a, it's not about it's not about martina martina likes opera then she doesn't want to hear you screech it out of tune that's ups- that's more upsetting to an opera fan than it is a gift to an opera fan. <laughs> and and I thought, all right, okay. So I was were you do, doing what I was doing? So I was suspending my outrage for for just a second to hear her voice because I thought, <gasps> all right, she's European. She, maybe she can sing opera. She can't even sing. No, she's tone deaf. The arrogance. I mean, the arrogance. Yeah. yeah. That money can buy. And that classic thing as well of then Martina reveals that she didn't reach out to her or mark in any way oh, no. her last yeah. treatment. And this is such a classic narcissist thing as well. It's like, I'm going to do this big gesture to show everyone what a great partner I am, what a great woman I am, what a great companion I am. This big, big gesture. It's like, you don't want that. You just want someone to check in. Just a text message. Yeah. How are yeah. you today? Oh, isn't it your last treatment today? Oh, call me afterwards. That's, that means so much more than somebody staging this big gift, yeah. you know? Nobody wants you singing and dancing, stood on a table going, look at me while they're having chemotherapy, you know? And I also thought that was a bullshit excuse, excuse me for the language, because <laughs> she just, in her confession she was like, well, the real reason that I was not available for Martina, of course I can't tell her, is because I was practising opera. That's not going and to it, impress Martina when she finds out. You were, yeah, and you weren't practising opera 24-7. No. You just forgot. Just, just put your hand up. You just forgot. And this isn't even like your friend. It's your wife. Martina, Nat Vat- I Oh, my God. Nat Vatilova. I <laughs> this is my We know who you mean. <laughs> Honestly, I used to be a really articulate human being until I hit menopause. <laughs> Natvatilova. Can you say it? Natvatilova. Natvatilova. Natina Natvatilova, like the w- women's greatest tennis player of all time. But you, Julia, it's all about you. Yeah. Oh, drives me insane. But when you see them together, they don't seem like they know each other very well. Maybe it's just they're very guarded for the cameras or something, but there's not. there doesn't seem a lot of affection there or... You know, I think, I think it's like I said last week. I think, oh my goodness, and she's the one that said reminds me of me. 
Um, I think she is used to being the main person in that relationship. I think it's an unequal relationship. Yeah, there's a power dynamic that's off there. There's a power dynamic where she's like the the star. She's the center. She's she's very attractive. She's she's like the she's like the plaything. Yes, and I think she's Martina, the trophy. She's the trophy. I think Martina was happy for her to play that role. And she was happy to play the supporting role. And now I think because of her illness, the tables have turned. And poor Martina, she she's not up to she's not up to being in the other role. No. She she doesn't have the capabilities to do it. She needs a bit more now. Unless she's, you know, putting on a show. Oh, doing God. an opera. Oh god! It's not what even you if she even if she had cancer. a really lovely voice and could sing well, it's not. It's not what you need when you've got cancer. You need sandwiches and tea and a blanket. Yeah. And how are you? How are you feeling? Like yeah, that's worth so much more than a performance. You know. Oh, it just absolute that episode was a really good episode. It was. There was a lot people, going on showed themselves didn't they lisa with her children i found heartbreaking yeah the little boy knowing what cheat day was i know what what world are we in where a child understands what a food cheat day is that's sad really sad but also like did you so if again if you've not watched it her background is very sad. Her ex-husband and the way he before performed um, last series. Yeah. He was, I would go as far as to say that was a textbook in domestic abuse. I would agree with that, yeah. But, so I used to work for um probation service. And within that, we used to do courses on domestic abuse and domestic violence. And I would say the way he behaved towards it was domestic abuse. There was, it was so, awful. There were so many things that he did to her. And what I feel really sorry for her now, gosh, I'm going off on a right rant. What I feel really sorry for her now is because she's obviously still processing this. This is He's still controlling her through finances cause, and through the children because the, those are still two tactics he can hold on to through money. Absolutely, um, yeah. And nobody's giving her the opportunity to still process it. They're just kind of looking at her as if to say, I think you should probably move on now. We're a bit bored of this now. And she's obviously, she's got this boyfriend, Jody, who seems very nice, who she's yeah. kind of, she admits she's using as a therapist. Yeah. And it's like, you you actually need to be on your own. I understand yeah. you don't want to be while he's moving on with his partner and taking her all yeah, around yeah. town. You want someone on your arm too, but don't use your partner as your therapist. It's all a bit sad, isn't it? It's really sad, but there's such a lot in that episode. And like I have to say, just through talking about it, I think it was possibly a more rewarding watch than the old Beverly Hills this week. I'm it was messy, it my, wasn't it? It was. It didn't feel controlled. I'm going to put it in my top watch for this week. I'd agree with that. I'll give you that. And do you know why it was my top watch, actually? Do you know what abs- one of my favourite things I've ever seen on The Housewives was Kiki miming 
her enjoyment of a non-circumcised penis. That was one of the best things. The eyes open and close, open and close. Open and close, open and close. I watched that seven times and I still am not quite sure what was going on. Could you cut that for um, the socials? Because I think people, unless they've not seen it, we should we should share it with the world. Yeah, we will do. We'll 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 make that happen. I I, we'll put it I on I've, socials. I've never felt. And do you know what? Right before I was like, do you know what? I don't like Kiki. I've never warmed to her. Now she's my favorite. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm she's like I'm with on... her. I understand how she operates now. You yeah, do yeah. you, Kiki. <laughs> it's she's your world. We're the... all just living in it. <laughs> Yeah, she's coming up on the outside, is Kiki. She is, yeah. Is there anything more you want to say about Miami? I don't think so, no. I think uh, there's a lot to come there. I think it's really warmed up. So we're on um, Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Should we do a quick roundup of Salt Lake? Why not? I'm loving Salt Lake. I was a bit disappointed that we didn't see much. um, So it's two episodes since last time we spoke because I don't think we covered both of them so one had a fantastic argument between Lisa and Erica which has been the main thrust of the storyline so what seems to be upsetting hang on Erica oh Erica Monica Monica yeah Monica so the the storyline in a nutshell is that Ange was upset. Greek Ange. She's always upset. <laughs> Greek Ange. To be fair. Was upset. And now I'm not being like, you shouldn't really name people by their country of origin, but just for the purposes of this. <laughs> just know that we, we can all be on the We're same in a dangerous page. area here, Nina. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but this is how she sort of described herself. She's very proud of her heritage. So, Ange, who's Greek, mm-hmm. was upset because I think it was at the the Easter thing. Was it the Easter thing? Yeah. That Erica said her Monica. <laughs> Monica. Oh my god! This is this is a menopausal nightmare. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a, their names all printed out with their pictures and stuff <laughs> on my studio wall. A little cheat sheet. Yeah. A little cheat sheet. So Monica had said that her husband, who's a hairdresser, is gay. Yes. Which is like the worst. And has <laughs> and, and has and has been gaying it about all over town. <laughs> and has been has... gaying it about all over town. Which just seems like the most cliched and obvious way to have a go at yeah. anyone's and her I, husband's I, I, a hairdresser, that's low hanging fruit. Let's do it, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. Totally that. And I feel for anyone whose husband's a hairdresser, they must get this shit all the time. I bet, yeah. I also so liked Ange, that when she told her husband he wasn't offended by the gay thing, he was offended by the infidelity accusation. I was like, that's absolute, nice. Absolutely. So, Noted. So Lisa, who doesn't like Monica anyway, yes, decides to stick up for Ange. So now they're in this triangle where Ange has made up with Monica. They've made friends. Yep. And Lisa's absolutely furious about that. 
Lisa yeah. hates that. So they all go to this party to celebrate um, Whitney's gem sh- gem jewellery shop. Yeah. And uh, Whitney's, if you've not, Whitney's an absolute hoot. So I'm Whitney's a fan opened, of Whitney. Yeah, so Whitney's opened a jewellery shop where you don't just get jewellery. It's not, it, it's not just gems. These gems have been, I don't know, injected with spiritual meaning. I don't want to go over the whole crystal <laughs> thing again. Me, me and my mate, <laughs> my mate rang me up and was like, you don't believe in crystals? Like, we're really good friends. She's like, that's the friendship over then. <laughs> so, 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 like, for those of you that worship rocks, I apologise for the next bit. So, Whitney's into rock worshipping. So, they're there at the party and she's having a sound bath. And then um, they, they all kick off. They have a massive fight. Monica yep. and Lisa have one of the best fights I've seen in ages. It's very good, like, isn't it? It's no holds it's barred. It's very, very good. Please do not talk to me. Some of the insults were absolutely brilliant. Um, what was the, um, I'll have your tongue on me? What's that insult? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to add it to... Um, I'm going to add it to my list of list of insults as well. I'll stay on your tongue. I'll stay on your tongue. I'll stay what, on your what tongue. Does what does that, that mean? I'll stay on your tongue. After uh, she I said, just... nobody wants to be your mother, <laughs> which I thought was, I was yeah. as as she's got an abusive mother. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a, a housewife's fight for the ages, I think. You That's are a, like a tramp stamp. You beg for attention everywhere you go i didn't i didn't even understand they're not quite they're not quite coherent insults are they but there's real venom behind them they don't make a lot of sense they're just brilliant like my explanation of that how that argument started didn't make a lot of sense (laughs) but i'm sure you got some entertainment out of it (laughs) yeah so that's kind of how salt lake's going and then the second episode was really about bad mormon and um, yeah and her making friends with Lisa again. Yeah. Bit bit dull. So it was a little bit dull. Potomac. Never seen it. So okay. who who do we like? Who do we hate? Because I'm gonna start this this week and I'm excited. Okay. So you've never seen Potomac. The grand arm, so the central character of Potomac is um, a woman called Karen Huger. I know the name. Yeah. So Karen she likes to think of herself as the matriarch of the group. Okay. She's, she's, but she's also kind of hilarious and a bit of a sort of figure of fun. Okay. Kind of a Marisol. Yeah, but maybe not self-aware as Marisol. Yeah, okay. So she's kind of a bit of a joke in some respects. There is a lot of talk about her having extra maritals that's never... Ah. Never quite been proven. She's got a kind of she's in her sixties, beautiful, very glamorous. Got a bit of an older husband. He sort of shuffles around the house in slippers, and she's got a range of um, like candles and things called La Dame. Okay. So she takes herself quite seriously in the role of the the grand dame, but nobody's that's good. Her I that like title. commitment to the role, and I like yes. a self appointed title. 
Yeah, she's never... Yeah, exactly. Self-appointed title. Then probably the next famous one is Robin Dixon. Yes, I've heard this name too, yeah. Robin, I think, came to it because she was an actor. I think she was in Wolf Creek. She has a spouse called Juan. He's her husband. He's a sports coach, a basketball. The big thing with them is that they were married, then they got divorced, but they stayed together. Oh, yeah, so they got married, divorced, stayed together, never separated, and they've just been remarried at the, the end of the last season. But he, the reason they got divorced the first time was because he got found was found cheating, and now the whole of this season is about he's cheated again. Oh, he, Juan. I know. Juan, I know, not Juan time, but two. <laughs> so, <laughs> he... He's denying that he's cheated. He's saying, this is the brilliant explanation. He's saying he just went to a woman's hotel room to pay because she texted him and said she couldn't afford to pay for a hotel room. And he felt sorry for her. So all he did was he went to the hotel room to pay, but he never went in. That is the biggest pile of crap I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Which you would think would be Robin's response. But Robin said... Oh, he's telling the truth. I believe him. Everybody else needs to shut up and get on with their own lives. Okay, which is code for he's messed up, but I want to move on. Yes, I'm okay. No- I just want to forget about it. And for the purposes of this series, nobody is moving on. Perfect. Nobody. Oh, I'm yeah. really excited. I'm excited okay. to get into this. The next biggest, um, I'll just give you a couple more and then we'll leave it. But the next biggest character I would say is uh, Gazette. Giselle? Giselle. I nearly called Giselle, Giselle. Bryant? Yeah. Yes. Now, I've I think heard she of was a, Yeah, I think she was a model, sort of TV personality. Um, she is sort of friends with Robin, so they're very close. They do this podcast called Reasonably Shady. Um, she was married to kind of famous pastor um, and kind of social sort of activist. So he was quite big and they, they've got children together now. She now lives alone in this massive house. She's called the West Wing, which is hilarious because it's always under construction. It's never finished. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Um, She famously called her ex cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. So <gasps> Whose pumpkin yeah. was he eating? Yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody's pumpkin apparently has Aww. had a bite taken out of it. Um, she's now with Jason, who is a horrible, dirty Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) disgusting Halloween. She's now with a guy called Jason, who's very fit, much younger, who's part of the Bravo verse. I think he was in something called Winter House. Oh, interesting. I like it when they cross over. Yeah, then there's um what's what's her name? What's her name? Let me get the name. Let me get the name right because you know exactly what I'm like with names. Ashley. Ashley was in a um she's quite young, gorgeous, was in a relationship with a Michael Darby. She's called Ashley Darby. They are not yet divorced but living apart and he was abusive. She's a former beauty queen. I think she was Miss America. She's in, she does not get on with the other former beauty queen who's a massive character called Candice. Um, yeah. She's 
now a singer. She's like on tour all the time. But I think she was Miss USA. They absolutely hate each other. Like they this just has the same all room. the ingredients. Like... Yeah, they hate each other. This is a great series. They're all black women. They're all really strong characters, like independently strong characters. There's not a weak link. There's some more characters in it, but I can't, like, I'm not going to waste your time with it because you just get into it. Okay, but amazing. I'm going to do the, that this week and I'm excited. I think it's very much like Miami in the sense of it's not too polished, but it's polished enough for yeah. you to want to follow it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it, it's it's good. It's good. It's it's, it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, so I think that's everybody. Well, we better wrap it up. We've been prattling you know, on for a been, while. I know, we have been prattling on for a while. Oh, my goodness, I feel like. So if you have any questions for us, you can follow us on the socials. Yeah, we're on all the socials at RH Guilty Secrets. Ask us questions, get involved in the chat, and spread the word about this safe space for your guilty, shameful housewives addiction. We're here to yes. help. We're here yeah. to help. We're here to share this share the shame. Yes. Try saying that. Share the shame. Why is it so scary? It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot of S, isn't it? It is a little bit, isn't it? Um, I've been Nina Gilligan. I've been Naomi Cooper. A delight as this, always, Nina. Absolutely. This has been The Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. And we'll see you next week. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth. <laughs>